So cool, I think I'll edit that one out too. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal. It's at Daryl J. O'Brien on Twitter. What's going on, buddy? Oh, well, hello, my brother. What up, brother? That's legacy, that is. I mean, that, right, that my intro bruv. is... Oh, what, what, what my bruv? What right, up, bruv. lad? All right, governor. So, how's your week been, bro? Yeah, good. Game was a bit earlier last night. Uh, for me, obviously, for you, it's still late, so that's fine. Game yeah. was earlier-ish. Boo. Do you know what I love? Someone said, oh, I love the way some of the phrases are catching on now. Someone said, oh, I hope we got a 40-burger f- for at Steady the NFL, which my response was, nom, 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 nom. What a burger gift. But come here to me. Um, Someone annoyed me during the week, and I think, uh, oh, no. I think you like this. Do you know what? Go it's... On. See, me and you, like, if people don't know, we've been brothers. And in fact, we've been brothers for, you know, all of my life. And um, Well, all of your life. Not, life. not for all of mine, may I add. I was mm. quite happy on my own for a good four years, four glorious years of all the mm. attention being on moi. Yeah. And then you tried to bite my fingers off in the high chair. That was fun stuff. No, I tried to bite. Yeah, I tried to bite your finger off. I also tried to close you up in the high chair. I think you managed, didn't you? I think you managed yeah, and probably. then left the scene of the crime and went outside to play in your bike as if nothing happened. Yeah, one of these days, I'll get you. Yeah, <laughs> he's, been, he's been trying to murder me ever since. Like, imagine this wasn't a bit for the start of the podcast. This was actually you just being... That's why you're in the Cayman Islands. It's because you have to stay a certain distance away from me. Yeah, <laughs> because I just want to kill you if I see yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all love, obviously. Mm. I want for, to kill you with love. Fraternicide is hilarious. But come here, this... Yeah, but then I tried to bite our sister's fingers off so it swings and roundabouts but um, yep. we're a very cannibalistic family anyway. there used to be four of us there used to be four of us <laughs> and one of us got eaten yeah um, yeah. you're too weak to Wicklow you're too weak you get eaten um, right. so yeah fun times but come here just grinding my gears Rod. I know you get a kick out of this do you ever watch the news and or it's usually do you know where it happens it's sporting news and there's a certain few very mild occasions where it doesn't absolutely make me go but most of the time it's that noise right but anyway so w- w- I was watching this thing and the guy was talking about Spanish football right he wasn't yeah. Spanish let me just oh, no. say this right and he goes oh yeah if you go I mean if you go and look at teams like Barcelona and then he went on <laughs> ah like why is he saying Barcelona like an actual native is that not the most annoying thing ah uh, yeah well, actually on that Andy Mitten who does very good obviously does the the MUFC uh, fan zine uh, United We Stand and I like listening to him he's got a great opinion on things but he does exactly the same thing he, does he speaks that. Spanish and he wants you to know about it every time because he always David De Gea or you know ah. and then all the other guys I mean what's the other guy Fred I mean, we call him Fred but mm. no apparently Fredge is the way you're supposed to say his name yeah no that's Fred to me because the thing is or Donny can... van der Beek is now Donny van der Beek yeah, Donny he's... van der Beek to me I don't know it's like the you know and like art critics Vincent and like going just yeah. say Vincent van Gogh or if it's Vincent van Gogh well then say that but to really get into Vincent it it's like do you know what it is they just need some je ne sais quoi. and I go ah <laughs> I just oh, can't I didn't know handle. you were fluent please tell me more yeah. oh, I love it like yeah because there's another guy he's gotten hot water since but uh, he's probably not even on your radar Brian Callum and he was on The Fighter and The Kid but he likes to try put across that he's so educated and sometimes he'll go into that he can speak French 
And so he says, oh, yeah, I can speak French, you know. And then he'll just keep throwing in French sentences nice. that mean nothing to nice. nobody. And it's not impressing anybody, especially the audience for Fighter and the Kid. They don't care about your linguistics. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That. that is very annoying. But yes, I have noticed it. It's like when someone says like, oh, I, I, actually, this is a test for anybody out there. And I worked an absolute treat in my house, right? The, the other thing that annoys me is, is that when someone says something like, oh, I don't even know, or I know um, 10 mobile numbers, you know, and then I could say, if you say to someone, oh, do you know 10 mobile numbers or do you even know your dad's number? They won't just say yes. They'll go, oh, wait, seven, 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 seven. And they'll just say it out loud. If you go like, would you know your dad's mobile number? They won't just say, yeah. They'll go, oh, it's seven, 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 seven. They'll just say it out loud. Yeah. Okay, well, for anyone who fancies having a go of some DILFs out there, that's the best way to get their number. Mm. Just ask someone, do you know your daddy's phone number? <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who, Who's your daddy? And I mean, before this gets um, out yeah. of hand, or maybe that's a segue, because we were Carson Wentz's daddy um, oh, yeah. in that game. And they actually had Carson to bring came their... and Wentz. Yeah? Say again? Carson came and Wentz. There's a joke in yeah. there somewhere, but uh, well, there's a joke on the face of it, and I like it. Uh, he nice. got the hurts put on him. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during that he game. He actually did, instead of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually, weirdly enough, they really improved. <laughs> they did. Um, Oops. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no. Enjoy uh, that, rookie. I think um, we made Carson unemployed on the night, which is pretty... Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? He got sent home early. He did. And then being uh, indecisive. On, yeah. He got the sack four times that night. Was yeah, so he got four and then Hertz got he three. He got four and so Hertz got three. Yeah, I mean you don't blame the rookie on getting three, but I mean getting seven sacks on the night is a nice hat tip to uh, our defense. But I think there's obviously just a breaking story on that um, just before both of us came on actually, um, which I think you were going to take on. Basically, people are talking about how our defense is muck. We know we hear about mm. it all the time. All the Every time. time we lose, it's because they're muck. Every time we win, we're winning even though we're muck. <laughs> so you kind of get sick of listening to it. Yeah. But it was interesting, the story that we were reading about how the guys, three guys went up to Petten and said, mm. let us let us do some more sacks. Let us yeah. get some more sacking in, which is interesting. Please, sir, can we have some sacks? But yeah, that's yeah. the way it was. Well, I should really have a saxophone drop. It, it is very interesting to see. And w- what the bit that intrigues me is, is that it that was put out there and like Petten, we all know that quote, his, ra- his resting gaze is not a pleasant one, that mm. thing. And he's seen as kind of a bit of a badass, you know, this sort of baldy uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. He's been in the league. He was analysing the game on his year off and giving consultancy work to people. And it hasn't really panned out for him in Green Bay to a certain extent because we keep getting ran all over. Now, that's a conversation uh, in itself. But Daryl, yeah. the question I have for you is, right, so you have Zadarius... Smith, who's having a fantastic season, he's in double-digit sacks again, which is the yeah. first time anyone's been in double-digit sacks since Clay Matthews back in the day. Um, Kenny Clark got a massive extension, um, so he's obviously yeah. the darling of the D-line. We all know that. Uh, Preston Smith's kind of fell out of favour, but the criticism there, and even Zadarius said it in his presser, was that he's been dropped into coverage too much. But still, uh, an outstanding player that they've paid it an awful lot of money for. And we saw some an extra bit of juice the last two weeks from him. But they all go up and speak to Mike Petten and tell him to keep it simple. Um, and we saw this thing as well about Mike Petten saying that he knew when the lads were 
shouting about the place on defence in his first, second year or whatever, that he knew that they knew the defence and sort of were making adjustments and calling out and all this type of stuff. He says when the defence is silent, it's kind of a indication that they don't know what they're doing, which he kind of alluded to his complexity and the fact that he likes to hide coverages and all of that, when really the players seem to be saying they just want to pin their ears back. Now, mm-hmm. if they stroll into Petten's office, does that say to you that Petten is going to take it on board and mature as a man and a, and a coach and all this type of stuff? Or is that the sort of nail in the coffin to say that the players had to have an intervention with him and tell him what you're doing is not working? We've spotted it, you haven't, and this is how we make an adjustment. I just don't know how to read the situation yet. Yeah, I don't know either. And I, I think maybe possibly it's probably too early because I think there's two things here. One, it's how Petten will be looked at by the general public, the fans. Everyone will sort of think, you know, is again as you say is this him being open with his players and say if you guys see something come talk to me we work together as a unit and we can do it together or is Petten and I think Petten is is the latter one here I think Petten's more of a strong man who Mm. stands in there and says this is either my way or the highway guys if you don't like it you don't have to do it so and then I suppose the other side of it is then is what does he make of this because again the story and it's on Packers News for anyone who wants to to read it I don't think the story came from him I think it came from Zadarius himself when he was being interviewed so I think it remains to be seen what does he make of this because he will obviously see well I had no problem with the guys coming towards me with it but I really wish they hadn't made it public yeah. and now all of a sudden I've got a problem with this because you're eroding my authority in the dressing room so I think it remains to be seen where we come from this but I think there's no debating the fact that it worked um, I mean to be fair to Carson Wentz he's indecisive anyway so a lot of those sacks I think any team might have gotten to him but the fact is, there's no denying it. If the guys went up to Petnan and said, give us a goal, let us do this, maybe they'd already identified him as a weak target. It's going to be easy for us to chip him off. Yeah. Um, the fact that they, they got him four times, but they also got Hurts three times, means that it was working. So I think it remains to be seen what people are going to think. And I'd be interested to see what the listeners think on it, because we're only going to really find out in the next two, two or three days how this went down in the dressing room. And, and what kind of guy Petten is. They're going to need a lot of it, I think. It's, as you said, it's the fact that it's came, became public is the problem. But here, and the other intriguing thing about it as well is, is that someone asked Matt Lefleur, oh, sorry, I'll say it, Matt Lefleur. Sorry, do you speak French? I do, yeah, just Amazing. occasionally. I just yeah, didn't realise there, I didn't know Just names, that. names of people generally. Names. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, I'm fluent surname. Yeah, or <laughs> fluent in surname French. Are you fluent? In, do you speak surname? Um, so yeah, they they asked him before about the defense. Like when it's struggling, does he like how much input does he have? Basically, as they asked him, which mm. is brilliant. I don't know. I don't know whether that was another Nagler question. He's absolutely on fire lately, asking these direct questions. Um, but they yeah, asked well, him they, like they can't how, squirm out of the answer as well. It's really it's brilliant. when yeah. he asks direct question, they squirm a small bit, but they have to answer it. Because so. you know the media questions I hate is that they go. So you did something really great on the field. Tell me how important is it that you did great? And like they're always yeah. going to go, felt oh, great. I'm going to talk about great. this for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just so nondescript. But when they asked him here, what did you say to Petten? Do you go in and say to him, do this? And he yeah. basically turned around and said, no, he trusts his defensive staff. He doesn't really get that much involved. Um, because we saw Zadarius Smith again come out and say he was a monster coach, remember? Where he was like, oh yeah, yeah. he's in a defensive room. He's in the special teams room. He's in whatever. But when asked directly, do you go in and say to Petten this, that, or the other? He says, no, I you know, I trust my guys. Now, he talked about that Ford and 18 or whatever it was. 
and the Eagles came in with a touchdown, right? And I've got stuff to say about that as well. And they said to him, like, obviously that's not good. And he said, yeah, well, obviously that's not good. But he said, look, it's hard to play defense in this league. So it seems like he is empathetic in a way. Uh, because what holds back the defence and that's no excuse to some of the stuff that happens but what I would say is about all this micromanaging about oh I can't believe they give up that play these things are going to happen you know like I don't know there's sort of a there's a weird expectation out there that this team are supposed to be perfect and make no mistakes Um, I'm not going to say anything about MVS (laughs) because that was just a That was just, yeah, just no. he's not helping himself. Oh, MVS. We're not yeah. going to talk about MVS today. God, we poor chap. We drag him over the coals every week in yeah. a nice way. Uh, so let's leave him alone. But there is some h- sort of pretty harsh criticism on the special team and their blunders over the last while. I think possibly the the amount of abuse that poor Crosby's after getting uh, over the last two games for missing sort of what is in effect two kicks is probably mm. not warranted. But um, that punt return was certainly not ideal. Uh, and you, you, I think you come up with some interesting stat on the punt returns yeah I read this and like with because again we, what people don't know and this is the glory of editing is that half of this podcast was done yesterday and half of it was done today so I should have done more research and dived into it but it's arse on fire stuff but yeah I thought I read somewhere that uh, we'd given up one punt slash kick return I should really have to tweet in front of me in the last eight years and then we've given up three in the last seven weeks yeah. so you look at it there's, yeah. there's nothing look um, it's no secret that uh, JK which used to be called AK Scott he's not covering himself in glory that you know there's so much to talk about here but his punting hasn't been great Um, he you know he's, he's had a season where he's been fantastic and then all of a sudden fell off a cliff and people put that down to bad weather which is not what you want to hear when you have a punter in Green Bay of all places mm. Um, but certainly yeah I mean the, the punt wasn't great but like Matt LaFleur said in his post game presser the punt wasn't great but the coverage was awful Um, so that's what's happening here and it's just uh, defence and special teams like there must be some sort of um, something in the water in Green Bay because the last couple of years between the two of them things I mean remember Mike McCarthy said is that he was going to have to get involved in special teams heavily before so we, we've we had this now for a long while and it doesn't matter who we put in there it doesn't seem to work out I don't know why um, but it's not working out again uh, but J.K. Scott Daryl I mean tackling is a problem it sh- yeah. you shouldn't get that far granted but when it no. does he's doing when it this does, whole... I mean, you, you would you would you should expect someone to be standing there that can do the job and i mean tackling yeah. is one of your your you know basic skill sets you need to have yeah it, do you know what though not to get too heavy on it here or too down on it but it comes down to courage for me and i just think that if you're a football player um you need to be able to throw yourself into it uh, you know the forever frat boy uh, pat mcafee you know, he talks about this being good for the brand or whatever. And when that first one came out with J.K. Scott embarrassing himself um, a couple of weeks ago, he said that you can't get flat-footed if your body is in the air. So that's, you know, just throw yourself at the person. He was famous for doing it now, albeit he's a bigger, stronger, tougher guy, um, a bit of a beast. And uh, that breed is kind of gone, I guess, um, for certain punters. But you would expect J.K. Scott to, to kind of do better there. More than anything else, he's embarrassing himself. If you look at that tape, it's just... just no, you, yeah, you can't be doing it. It's pretty anything. cringy. Yeah. But, I mean, I think as we've discussed sort of earlier in the pod, the evidence here is no matter how difficult the defence and the special teams make it, mm. the offence, and I'm going to call them affectionately now the triumvirate, because you have A-Rod, you've got Adams, and you've got Jones. They're able to do the business. And, I mean, they were the only three I really took out. I have to give a nod, though, towards Bobby Tanyan. We'll get to him in a while, I yeah. suppose. And Darnell Sauvage. Sauvage. He was, he was obviously very good, but the three guys... Jones, A-Rod and Adams. I mean, Jones' a 77-yard touchdown. He broke six tackles. Mm. You know, you'd name a better QB or B, W or in the league. I'll wait. 
Yeah, but that's Absolutely. the deal. But here's the point, Rada, not to get too mushy over the whole thing, but I guess, I don't know what it is. It's like the last year or so, there's just been this massive micromanagement and this kind of schism, yeah. this uh, crevasse, or, well, it's not a crevasse, crevice. Uh, crevasse is something crevice. completely yeah. different. I think um, crevasse is uh, when you speak French. Is that what it is? Crevasse. You know what I mean? And going to the restaurant, just stop it. Oh my God, do you speak French? Yeah, well. So just, interesting. Tell me yeah. more. I will. Uh, but when it comes to this team, I don't know what it is. It's like, it, there's a new GM, he's come in, he's made some picks and then there's people diving all over. Oh, well, he could have picked this person or that person. And then they, they kind of hold that grudge and, and ho- almost hope that it comes through. Uh, true. I don't know. TH is Irish people. It just doesn't mix. Through. Through. So it comes through. Um, so, you know, there's a bit of that element to it. And, when you see performances by Devontae Adams and you see Matt LaFleur come out in his post-match presser and say he just could not believe that that play was yeah. the best play that he's ever seen in yeah. his life and he's been around some dynamite, dynamite offences and he says that that's the best thing. Aaron Rodgers said to Devontae Adams when he came back into the huddle, man, how did you catch that? Because he said yeah, it was yeah. it was. Well, he was on his ass at the time. Exactly, yeah. He, yeah. He, I was reading that he, um, he, when he fell he normally listens to the crowd to see if it's been caught but he couldn't obviously because it was like 400 people there. I reckon they'd need to hire someone just to go, yeah! You know, yeah. so to sort of mad happens just to let him know. So yeah, yeah but they have um, Lafleur did say then as well. There's no coverage for the perfect ball and for the perfect reception. I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, that was insane. Twelve minutes left in the third, and he pulls that out of the bag. Um, but there was that beautiful moment as well. And there's obviously a fantastic level of respect between Adams and Rogers when the 400 career touchdown pass went to Adams. The fact that Adams had the wherewithal to remember that, <laughs> hold the ball, go down yeah. on his knees and present it to him. It was such a nice. Uh, moment especially because James Jones James Jones <laughs> tweeted and he said oh I, that's great like because I launched A-Rod's 100th into the stands in Atlanta so he's yeah. going, like, James is going yeah scored a touchdown man oh yeah damn. oh no sorry damn sorry you just saw Rogers coming up like bro like sort of you know yeah. ass slap him oh but also God, looking man. at him and then it was interesting yeah. too when he was talking about the pass that he made to Ty Montgomery and I was kind of thinking Ty Montgomery's a nice guy but what a failed project and you're kind of thinking yeah. uh, like you kind of want yeah. that to be better you know when you want to score yeah. your 300 but it's incredible and as well as that they had the mic'd up version of Aaron Rodgers going up to Devontae Adams and I thought it'd be like oh I'm going to get a real insight into the relationship and the chemistry and everything else they don't really say a whole lot like it was a bit of kind of a, like a great moment and he gets down on his knees and Alan Lazard the highlight of him not only in these blocking fantastic but the crowning of players in the end yeah, zone amazing. is just a highlight for me and like, look forward to it every week didn't give enough uh, coverage to that because I replayed that a few times going has, yeah. I mean no one noticed he did it <laughs> anyone because no one was looking in his direction so he's yeah. just crowning him and no one cared but that was brilliant that was just a nice touch the Queen does it you get letters Alan Lazard does it doesn't get as much press I don't know why that's equally as impressive a, for me he doesn't even get a tweet he doesn't no. even get a tweet equally as impressive but Aaron Jones uh, big day on on the night uh, Aaron Rodgers breaking all kinds of records now records that oh, yeah. you know will tumble I mean you know he's he says he has on his sights now to get to 500 touchdowns without 100 interceptions uh, yeah, which is great Adam he's, Lazard. On, he's on 88 now isn't he 88 he's the only one yeah. to reach 400 touchdown passes before 100 career interceptions and I think he's on 88 but this is the thing like can we not enjoy this I mean when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and all of this there's always someone diving in and saying, oh yeah, we won Super Bowl. And you're kind of like going, yeah, but everybody else. You know, like you yeah. look at all the other great quarterbacks, you look at Drew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers is a great quarterback on the wrong teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, just the, the Patriots have kind of ruined it for everybody. I don't begrudge the Patriots at all. I think fair play to them for building the dynasty and, the, you know, people bring in cheating and all that kind of stuff or whatever. But I mean, you know, they're they're kind of the exception 
and then Russell Wilson as well. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks and that's definitely a podcast for another day to dive into. But can we not yeah. just enjoy that Jamal Williams gets the hard yards and does a little dance after? Aaron Rodgers is operating now at a record-breaking pace. Aaron Jones is just uncoverable. Devontae Adams is just like, you know, men amongst boys. Alan Lazard is coming along well. Bobby Tonyan's coming along well. Mercedes Lewis is uh, gouging some people. Yes, we've, we're deficient on defence and it will screw us. And yes, our special teams can be pants. And yes, MVS dropped another one but all of these oh, other things bloody MVS come. yeah bloody every time he's killing me every time it's killing me but yeah the, the nicest stat I read was about Adams where he's got now 1,029 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns in 10 games hmm. the only others in this category and this is a cool list Jerry Rice Randy Moss Tyrell Owens and Marvin Harrison I mean that what a lineup of people and I know like it's going to happen with Adams and it, to be fair Adams it's happening he's tumbling records that he probably shouldn't be at this mm. stage in his career but with Rodgers I think we're going to see new records every time the man plays now because yeah. he is 107 which is amazing yeah. uh, yes. so that really helps yeah that whole uh, you know NFL sponsored Zimmer frame but no it's it's brilliant that he's he's you know he's kept it but that's that's the other point isn't it and it's, it's kind of a neat segue is that he's staying so healthy because his O-line again has been fantastic and the game yeah. ball has to go to Elton Jenkins again is there any position that yeah. do can't play? Aaron Rodgers better not no. get injured because Jenkins is coming in a quarterback. It's going to yeah, start we don't, we don't have any problems with quarterbacks getting COVID because we'll just throw in him. It's fine. Yeah. I know. It's and fine. if he ever catches COVID, it's one of those things where like, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to COVID at this time COVID. because Elton Jenkins yeah. is just an absolute, yeah. you know, Superman wears Elton Jenkins pajamas. I mean, the guy is just a, is just a hero the way he's able to come in and slot in. John Runyon, again, uh, honourable mention Mr. Dependable coming in again and the fact that Aaron Rodgers is saying that he wakes up of a Monday morning feeling grand you know yeah. like not those words but it's it's just that's a testament to how good this team are playing and they're clicking on offence again another game 30 points and um, what did he have yeah. so I think I read the stat again should have researched but it came in what is it the 9 out of or what is it, seven out of the whatever games they've scored X I don't know, they've scored lots. Anyway, yeah. that's what I'm It's ridiculously saying. high, but that's the other thing. We're kind of spoiled this um, season I mean, straight away that the fact that we're hitting 30 points so often. Mm. I mean, that's again, not nothing to be sneezed at. Yeah. Uh, and we should really enjoy that, as we say, for what it is, which is brilliant. Injuries? I don't. I haven't gotten any injuries updates from today. I think we're going to have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, for wait that, till Wednesday. But we had yeah. Irvin out with an ankle, Sternberger out with concussion, Win out with a triceps, mm. ESB out with concussion, and Green out with a shoulder injury. Uh, you know, it's they don't look. None of them looked horrendously bad either. So that's yeah. and the fact as well, we have to say that the Lindsley. I don't know if we mentioned it on uh, since, but Lin- Lindsley's been put on IR. So I did get some yeah. questions asking. You know what does that mean? Every time I hear IR, I'm like, oh, that's it, done for the season. But no, they, you know, yeah. he's out for at least three games. He can come back, um, because of rule changes, COVID and all that kind of stuff. So his season is not done. If anybody's wondering, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers gets the game ball, like you said. Um, as you said as well, it's it's like Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Peyton. You know, with all of these old timers that are in the league, it seems like every week he's broke the pass you know yeah. yards or touchdowns per whatever and there's that other stat as well is the only quarterback in NFL history with 35 plus uh, yeah. touchdown seasons with five the next one to him is four um, so again we could you know we could go into I was going to swear there we could go into this uh, stuff about like Tom Brady's and who's the goat and all this type of stuff but Aaron Rodgers again the numbers don't lie operating at a ridiculous level which uh, begs the question about it makes the Jordan Love pick uh, you know even more 
derisive, I guess, when you sort of go forward. But again, we'll, we'll yeah. see year on year. The thing that strikes me, and I think I should mention, right? So I've always been an advocate for that. We have the weapons that we need. And it sort of, it sort of bears out every week. And the one odd week it doesn't, people are like, ah, I told you so. But it's sort of bearing out that, like, you know, we seem to have the weapons um, that we need to certainly get the job done, barring injuries. But every team is kind of decimated with injuries. But um, the thing is, is this is the second year of Matt LaFleur's offense. It's, it's effectively the second year of having the exact same weapons as we had last year. Um, so that's going to change probably going forward. Um, but all of this talk as well, it strikes me, Daryl, that like, oh, we can't re-sign back to Ari because we don't have the cash. That's certainly what I thought. And I even released a YouTube video a couple of weeks ago that yeah, is back to Ari too good. But yeah. then they find a way to make the money. And the thing about Aaron Rodgers is they're saying, oh, it doesn't make sense to move on from him, you know, for X amount of years. And then after that, they feel he's gone because they don't have the money, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm reevaluating that stuff as well and saying, I don't think that's the case. But I've been saying from the start, people probably need to, uh, reevaluate what their expectation of what this offense actually is. It's pre-snap motion. It's bunch and uh, formations and rub routes. Um, it's using the tight end more. It's using the running back into the backfield with dump offs, and everyone seems more comfortable. And we seem to be getting purchased now. It can happen that the opponents that you come up against in the following year aren't as banged up, uh, aren't as injured. You know, Aaron Rodgers has always been a maestro with the. Uh, his cadence and everything else and catching people but hasn't haven't seen a lot of that in the last couple of weeks albeit he's tried so there's an awful lot of stuff that goes into a season you know we've seen the Bears haven't we where um, yep. you know they thought that we didn't have injuries because we set up our training schedule Trubisky there was articles coming out will he topple Aaron Rodgers then all of a sudden they're pants again so I mean we've seen it happen that you can have a good season so it's certainly not sort of looking at the scores and going oh, well they fall they've got it all figured out because people adapt and it's a copycat league and people get used to stuff but certainly what I would like to raise is is that we're, we've the same offensive personnel, effectively, as last year, albeit we've seen step-ups from Tanya and Lazar, but that's what we expected, though, right? So you would imagine yeah. that um, it's certainly a pace that we could we could keep going with, um, but it kind of raises questions then as to what happens with Aaron Jones's contract and everything else. People are sort of saying, well, Bakhtiari signs with Jones is gone, but I don't know if that's going to be the case now. Yeah, but I don't know either. Well, I've just ordered a jersey with Jones on the back, so he better not. Oh, Either he's way, definitely gone. No, that's it. He's yeah, done he probably that. is now, yeah. but he's done it. But as you say there, I mean, Packers needed only 12 games this year to outscore the 2019 team, and it's exactly the same team. Yeah. So something is going right. Yeah. You know, And as you say, the weapons are there, and now we're utilising them properly because we're scoring points like they're... I don't yeah. know, what do you score a lot? Score we're points. points like hotcakes. Like score points like hotcakes. Like just what yeah. all the pundits say. Just um, what everyone says. But yeah, I mean, like we're scoring a lot, and this is the same team basically, in effect. Yeah, so and, but better. the problem with this as well is, is that it works, and then people are like, oh yeah, well, you know, the opponents are crap, and then it doesn't work, and people are like, see, I told you, we need more weapons. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. what is no, it? it is. I mean, it's uh, well, we've got lines next week, so obviously this is not a quick, quick snaps, but we've got lines next week. Yeah, we'd obviously be comfortable doing the job on them, and as, as things currently stand, the playoff bracket at the minute puts the Vikes in for the playoffs I don't yeah. know how I feel about that I don't know if I like I think it's a good thing in other words we could win it but we're going to hit we're going to come up against a team that is going to be miles better yeah. than the likes of the Lions and the Vikes yeah well this is the problem as well and this is what I will say whatever about the schematic stuff and you know how well we're doing uh, it does stand uh to reason you know what is this team actually made of like we have the defensive players going up to Mike Petten and saying what you're doing um, you know when we're leading in games isn't working 
Um, but what I would see is, is I don't think we've seen enough evidence from this team that we can go behind by big scores and they can rally back and win. That's the, I don't uh, see it. And that's thing. the question mark. So I do yeah. as well understand what people are saying, like we don't have the weapons because what seems to happen is, is that, but to be honest, I put that almost down to play calling sometimes, is that like we're a- able to put up these points. Now, bear in mind too, and, and this I guess gets an honourable mention, in that last game, what did we have? Uh, the toss to Jones that he fumbled, uh, managed to pick it up again. And then we had a sack on Rogers. So our first yeah. possession was passed. Yeah. Um, in this game against the Eagles and like I think me and you were sort of thinking oh Jesus here we go again so they, they were able to come back from a small blip like that but it's what happens to this Packers team when they do go down because yeah. it's it always stands to be that we go up nice and early um, and then albeit the fourth quarter uh, we were grand in this game but we, we you know with that massive run but had, let's mm-hmm. say that was stopped um, well then it looks like oh no well you know they're nipping at our heels here again so that is the question mark I don't think it's indicative that we don't have the weapons in that case but certainly something goes wrong uh, by people not getting open Aaron Rodgers has no options and the play call and becomes questionable when we go behind the games and the defense doesn't seem to be able to step up but again Darrell I mean what seven sacks in this yeah. game so they're able to get yeah. after it but are they able to get after it when we're behind is the problem or that's, does Mike yeah. Petten revert to be, become too conservative again that's the problem there still is question marks over the team no doubt but um, no, I think that's the I think that's the worry it's when the pressure comes on is the system you know in other words are they drilled hard enough that when the, when it does all start to go wrong that they can go back to the plan and that, I think that's the key but yeah. you know that remains to be seen but I think that's the problem yeah because we've seen the aggression We've seen the aggression from this team where they go for it on fourth down, um, you know, all gas, no break, that whole quote, yeah. uh, you know, keep their foot on their throat. But that's all well and good when you're winning. But when this team goes behind, that's the problem. And that's when, I guess, some of this inexperience comes in. But look, with Alan Lazard come back, I think he's made all the difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, massively. Yeah, block it and everything else. But, but look, a positive game. Again, uh, as I said on the, on the you know, quick snaps, it was the first to reach 30 points. We did it. We won. Um, and that's going to be the modus operandi until we come up against a bigger team. And when we do, we have to really prove that this Packers team um, are what they're capable because I do think they're I don't think they're fraudulent I don't think they're like a Bears team no. up till this point I think they're a team that can do it but we just overthink it and get ahead of ourselves so that still remains to be seen but god man it's good to be a Packers fan is it not? It really is yeah so far this is amazing what yeah. a season so far happy yeah. days didn't expect to see it after the year we've all had so yeah. that's going to be great well that's the thing uh, a bit of escapism a- anyway. Amen brother Amen, amen. So yeah Daryl you're relatively new to Twitter so at Daryl J O'Brien I give you a follow let's get those numbers up I don't know. I feel like you have to almost start sending out uh, hard call cash, getting people's address, putting in a fifty. Whoa, 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 it whoa, whoa, It's whoa, really whoa, whoa. not you personally. I'm just saying, oh, like, to get follows on Twitter nowadays, it's kind of like, well, what can you give me? That's like, or if you're a Russian bot, it's quite easy to get follows. Apparently, mm. you just have to use certain words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of them risque. Yeah. But anyway, if you use the word sexy, well, then all of a sudden you get sex, yeah. sexy, sexy time. But hey, gets those followers up by at least four hundred. Yeah, we're getting that weirdly on our YouTube videos now. People saying, "See sexy girls at you know whatever." So, Sorry, that was probably probably me. Yeah, it was weird. It's from at Daryl J O'Brien, <laughs> <laughs> Russian But anyway, look, give him a follow at Daryl J O'Brien. Give me a follow the Paddy Packer on Instagram. I don't know why you would, but just go on there anyway. I sometimes post some hair pics, um, and also uh, at Steedy NFL, and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And we'll be back for a bit of quick quick stuff. Do it. Let's do it. Let's get an early quick stop so they get doing it. So you do it in your cars. Of course, you do it in your goddamn cars. Make sure you drive safely. But anyway, that's it. That's the Eagles breakdown. We'll be back again for a bit of quick snap action later in the week. So until then, go pack, y'all.